Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad. 1997. Come on, Barbie. Let's go, party. Chad Mornings with Chelsea Bird and Shea Ganim. Brought to you by Adams Chevrolet. Only 30 minutes south of Edmonton at the top of the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. That's right. Happy Flashback Friday to you. We're focusing this uh, this week on 1997. All of those songs that you just heard are songs that debuted in 1997. Uh, so take us back. Let us know. Send us a text, 780-496-0063. What did your life look like in 1997? Uh, Shay is, of course, guest hosting this morning from 9 to 12 here on 630 Chet. Uh, but I do have Morley joining me here. And uh, <laughs> Morley, you sent me a text, a little recap. <laughs> of what life looked like for you in 1997. You say dark hair, a 34-inch waist, and two young kids. <laughs> yeah, it's all a blur. It seems like so long ago to me, for sure. Now I got a grandkid, I'm gray, and the waistline's no longer that skinny. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was thinking, you know, Chelsea, I was looking at the top songs of uh, 1997, and, and, I, and as you know, I'm a music guy, and I've listened mm-hmm. to music so much in my life. There's so many unfamiliar songs there for me and unfamiliar artists, artists that I that I don't know, songs that I don't know. Maybe I'd know them if I heard them. And I think it was because uh, in 1997, I had the two young kids and, and life was different. You're racing around doing things. You're looking after kids. Uh, I was traveling a lot because I was doing Oilers hockey at that time as well. And uh, yeah, in 1997, I, I, you know, looking back at the at the TV, at the music, at the movies, I don't remember a lot of it for some reason. Well, that makes sense. I mean, when we're talking about young kids, what ages were we talking about in 1997 for your two? Well, it would have been uh, a six-year-old and a... Uh, two-year-old. So. Okay, so you're fully yeah. focused and you're fully in dad yeah. mode there. So 1997, though, for for kind of where you were at in your life, um, the Teletubbies debuted. Was that a part of what your kids were watching at that time? Uh, yeah, I do. If the Teletubbies <laughs> came out then, I do remember watching the Teletubbies. And there was, of course, a big controversy around them as well, right? I, I, I think one of the TV pastors uh, spoke out about them and, and didn't like them because one oh, appeared to be gay, right? Right. And, and oh, yes. In 1997, uh, that apparently was not right. So, yeah, that was, uh, I, I do remember that, the controversy around that. But, yeah, I probably, if you talked about the kids' shows that were on TV, then I'd probably know a lot more about them than I would about the adult shows that were on TV. Wow, how controversies have changed from 1997 to now. See, <laughs> I, I'm i the complete opposite of you because this is a year now where we're, especially going into the music, I think music really kind of brings back memories more than anything else for so many of us. And for me, this is an, like a year that I actually was alive <laughs> <laughs> All of our other Flashback Welcome Fridays have club. been way before my time. <laughs> so 1987, I was nine and like fully into 
the hit music of the time. Like Spice Girls were the biggest thing in the entire world. Um, Hanson, the Backstreet Boys. Um, I, I, I feel like I was kind of living in this weird kind of middle ground between cassettes still being what I was listening to and CDs. I got a, a 3D um, or a three disc changer that year for Christmas and yeah. it was the best gift I'd ever received. Um, but I, I read an article about how this this generation, my generation, what, what was being called the Spice Girls generation in this article, is unique because we're kind of the first generation in history that grew up both with the internet and then had childhood memories of life without it. Because 97 was sort of, you know, we were a couple years away from kind of that cusp of really things sort of tipping over to being fully online. 97 was still kind of a year of innocence, I think, in that way. Yeah, possibly. You're right. Uh, I do believe. And, you know, the internet uh, changed everything, right, for everybody and, and changed memories. It changed how you do things. It changed everything. Uh, the CD, I'm not sure. I think the CD came out, like, major in big. It just started to, like, trickle out in, in, in those years and then came out early in the 80s as as, as the listening option uh, for music. Uh, but, yeah, I probably cassettes and records at that time, LPs. I was, You know, you're still going to, to Kelly's Music and Sam the Record Man, right, and buying, buying LPs at that time. And it's funny, when we talk about music, I was looking at the, the Billboard Top 100, and everything old is new again. The number one song on, on the Billboard charts that year was uh, the Elton John song, the, the remake of Candle in the Wind for Princess Diana. So, um, uh, you know, so one of the oldest artists on the list still had the number one song on the list. But uh, Well, yeah, that song... Yeah, that song was massive because, I mean, yeah, as you just mentioned, it was, of course, in tribute to Princess Diana, who was killed in 1997, which was massive. I mean, I think when I when I imagine that moment in time, I I remember that that death being something that you know my parents were talking about, and it was huge news. Like that one was really, I think, uh, the the world kind of stopped for that news, and and of course, you know, then there were the the scenes of all of the vigils and all the vigils and the tributes that poured in afterwards, and the whole world mourned that one. So, yeah, that's, I think, a huge moment in time for 97 was her death. Um, but a big, big year in a lot of ways. Um, music, of course, was one of them. Uh, movies and TV shows were uh, another huge part of 1997. Ellen DeGeneres came out on her show in 97, and it was a huge controversy back then. Uh, that happened and much, much more. Here's movies and TV in 97. Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad. 1997. What are you eating? <laughs> Junior Mint. <laughs> you want one? No. Uh, you do. Don't! 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 They were all just good guests. They knew when to leave. Two hours early. <laughs> oh, shut up, Miles. The sun is yellow. It heats the ground. That's how the name stuff. <laughs> is that car right? Nice to see you again, Jordan. Dance with you. I'd love to. Oh, you're not happy? When's the last time you daydreamed about candy? You can't do that as an adult. You know, try it. You don't get far. Candy. Candy. Oh, cavities. Can't the intern take it? It's Dr. Ross. Dr. Ross? I'll be right there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. How do you write women so well? I think of a man. And I take away reason and accountability. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, the other's not you. Just got to distract him. Got less than two weeks till the election. What in the world would do that? What in the world would do that? I'm working on it. I'm working. My boy's wicked smart. Bloody Christmas. The press love to label. Officer, why you should know this is bigger than the police board. Will you testify 
No, sir, I won't. My pen is blue. The pen is blue! The goddamn pen is blue! I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. Wanga! Wanga! How you doing, fellas? I don't see why the chuff not, Gerald. Because you're fat and he's thin and you're both ugly. Mommy's very angry. Flashback Friday, 1997. So there's some TV shows and movie clips, of course. Uh, you might have recognized a few. There was Seinfeld in there. It was Seinfeld's last year. Everybody Loves Raymond, The Simpsons, Titanic, <laughs> the biggest movie in the entire world in 1997. Um, I'm sure there a lot of us have memories of watching Titanic and like the drawing scene being very awkward, depending on who you were watching that with, right, Morty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember going to see. I remember going to see the Titanic. I really remember the the Seinfeld finale. That was mm -hmm. that year, right? Uh, and that came in April, I believe, of 1997. And I was, as I said earlier, I was doing the order games at that point, and we were in Dallas during the first round of the playoffs, and I remember the media, uh, it was an off night, there was no game that night, it was between games, and I remember the media all getting together and watching the finale of Seinfeld together in a hotel Whoa. room and, and, and enjoying it. And that was, uh, you know, that, that was kind of the, none of us were seemed too impressed about it at the time, but when you look back on it, it's a pretty, pretty ingenious piece of work. But uh, uh, yeah, I remember that specifically. I remember going to see the Titanic on a on a hot afternoon. Uh, it might have been. Uh, didn't the Titanic come out late in the year before, or did it come out late in 1997 and then rocked through 1998? I think, right? To me, I have memories of it coming out in that in that spring. But you you could be right. I just remember yeah. it being just huge. And it came out November first, 1997. November 1st, 97 is what That's Sarah what Google me. says. Okay. There you go. So it did come out late in the year and then took off. So I must have, I must have, as most movies, I see them late. So I didn't see it. I remember it was a hot summer day when I saw it. So it would have been, it would have been in the summer of 1998. But yeah, so many, I, there was a clip of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond in there on the, in, from TV. Uh, one of the, one of the few shows that you could still watch over and over and over again from, from the old eras. Well, a lot of our audience weighing in what they were doing in 1997. Uh, love some of these texts. Uh, this LS says, um, in 97, I'd been living in Alberta for a year. I was bartending at Cowboys Nightclub in Fort Mac. Uh, that probably would have been a fun time. <laughs> um, uh, where else? Uh, this person didn't leave their name, but they say 1997 life was good. I lived in Vancouver, 20th floor and beach towers across from English Bay. Did lots of partying on Granville Street at the best blues bar with live music. Had great health, many pretty girlfriends with relationships based on respect. Good, clean, fun. Missed that place. Uh, Morley, what did sports look like in 97? Well, this time around, Chelsea, we're going to look at uh, our two local pro teams. Uh, different results, especially come playoff time uh, from the regular season in the NHL and the CFL. Uh, the Edmonton football team had a very good regular season. They went 12-6, and six, finished first in the West, led by Danny McManus and Darren Flutie on offense and Willie Pless on defense. Uh, they needed a win over Saskatchewan, not only to get to the Grey Cup in the Western Final, but to get to the Grey Cup as the host team. The game was scheduled for Edmonton and Common while Stadium a week later. As it turns out, for that Western final, the only good thing that day was the weather. Mother Nature smiling on Commonwealth Stadium. November winter is on hold as a whole city holds its breath, waiting to see if the home team plays in the Edmonton Grey Cup. Those are the stakes today in the West final. Battered and bruised. There's Rod Connup that played one more year for a chance to play next week at home. And he'll have to sit in the stands and watch. 
It's big city against big country in the 1997 Grey Cup game as the Saskatchewan Rough Riders get set to run it up. The EE lost by a point that day, and they watched the Grey Cup a week later in Edmonton. Toronto beat the Riders. Doug Flutie was the MVP of the game. That was in November. Uh, just over six months earlier, the Oilers had finished a mediocre regular season, a game under 500, but they did get into the playoffs, the seventh seed. They returned to the playoffs for the first time in five years, playing the Dallas Stars in round one, a team that had 12 more wins and 23 more points. The Oilers were massive underdogs, but turned it into a thrilling, memorable series that ended in Game 7 in overtime. Doug Waits got the puck, and he'll wheel back for the orders with Marshawn. Marshawn's got it. He's in all alone. Marshawn shoots. Scores! Todd Marshawn! It was a pretty special moment. I mean, we were such an underdog. We had no chance to beat that team, and our game plan was simple. We were going to outwork them and out-hit them, and we were able to outlast them in seven games. And they did just that. They gave Colorado in round two all they could handle, but lost it in five games. Along with the Kevin McClellan goal uh, in the one nothing win over the Islanders in 84, Gretzky top-shelf shorthanded in overtime against Calgary, and all those Fernando Pisani goals in 06. I think that goal by Todd Marchand in 1997, one of the biggest and most memorable goals in Euler playoff history for sure. We'll look at some of the other major events in sports next time around. Awesome. Okay, and we'll fast forward to present day sports after a short break. We'll come back after this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.